0: I actually think that you're right. Like, for a team and a business to be agile or nimble or flexible, whatever we decide that you want to, we need them all. Uh, you actually have to do what we're doing, right? You have to teach your people that it's okay to think both strategically and tactically.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Leadership Now series with Nick Vujicic and Christine Grimm. Aria Consulting, 23 years of executive coaching, and I'm humbled that she is my coach. I could not lead without the sound coaching from Christine. I'm so glad, Chris, that we get to coach everyone. Watch and tell us what we're going to be experiencing here on this series.
0: Yeah, we're going to coach you uh, around leadership, around real challenges, how to navigate the challenges that you have right now, and and how to feel good about it.
1: I'm so excited, Chris. You're going to be sharing with us also your pool of CEOs that can bring in and chime in some principles from their experience as well. Thank you for joining us here on the Leadership Now series. Here's today's episode. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Leadership Now series with Christine Grimm from ARIA Consulting. Hello, Chris.
0: Hello, Nick.
1: <laughs> and I am so thankful that we're doing this series to help executive leadership uh, mindsets be reset in this entire Reset 2020. Uh, and we have had quite an interesting arc of topics in the last couple episodes. And uh, what I love about um, what we're covering from week to week is not just, um, sorry for the hammering in the back um, over there.
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: There is some work
0: happening back there. Um, yeah, real life is happening in the middle of our podcast. I love that.
1: I know. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> so uh, what I love about the topic, uh, it's that it's real, right? Everything's real. And it's actually really happening. And it's really happening now. And it's not just in the companies that you're coaching and consulting in. Uh, and, and we know that everyone listening, uh, welcome back if you're a regular listener. Um, I'm sure Chris, that many people are just, I think, appreciating transparency, authenticity, but also the fact that it's really real topics, real time now and things that I'm going through, uh, and other people that you coach. And so thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and knowledge and understanding of the signs of the times right now in corporate, corporate America, corporate globally. Um, you have clients all around the world, Chris, um, in this stage, um, let me just preface it: you and I have had many conversations uh, in the last eight weeks, off camera, sometimes about the podcast, mostly not about. And it, it's about guiding through, um, um, you know, companies where, when such major magnitudes of change happen in the world, uh, which obviously this isn't the only crisis that the world has seen. One thing that you said is that you know corporate leaders, we kind of need to know what we're doing and how to react to what's happening within six to 12 months. Um, Or it's kind of like sink or swim uh, Mm. at this point. Now we're coming up to August. Uh, COVID really started around March where it was felt on the waters of America. Let's just say that. Um, Where are we now? I mean, we just finished August. And, and what's the challenge here that, that you feel teams are having to get through and and in this reset
0: reimagine? Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, do you realize this is episode 16 for us? Yay! Yay! Uh, okay, so what are people doing? It's September 2020. Uh, We definitely have a lot of things going on here in the U.S. Uh, We're getting ready for an election uh, that is taking a lot of the um, pandemic uh, topic of communication or topic of uh, social and and media that has shifted. It's still here, but we have a lot of election going on. I think around the world, what we are seeing um, is you know, different countries, different cities having very different experiences with everything that's going on. And so for global organizations, I I think that is a leadership issue, right? Knowing each population and what's happening, uh, being privy to, you know, current events outside of your own country. I would say to all of you leaders, like if we haven't heard our other podcasts about this, I can't stress it enough to really understand if you've got people or operations in parts of the world or customers, we all have customers all over the world, you should start paying attention to what's going on around the world. Like uh, it's not all like where you live. Um, Not everyone's having the same experience as you. You know, the other thing that's happening in the Northern hemisphere is that, you know, some places are starting to um, have the signs of fall, right? Uh, Even though right now we're having a heat wave here in Los Angeles, I know Boulder, Colorado is supposed to have snow next Tuesday. (laughs) Believe that? Um, Yeah, Colorado, it happens. Um, So I would say that as we move into fall uh, and then winter, uh, if you're in a hemisphere where that's happening, I would say to you that we need to pay attention to people because that usually brings darker days, um, people already having that time of year feel isolation. Lots of people who celebrate holidays in this time of the year have problems because maybe they've had tragedy or other experiences where they aren't connecting with people. Uh, and with the way this year has gone, um, we've had already a, a lot of isolation and, and disorientation and unfamiliar. So I would just say for all of you leaders, the next, uh, three, four months, um, you, you can't take your eye off the people ball, right? Like you can't think, oh, kids are back to school. Things are lightening up. Other places, you know, they're, they're having, they're out in public, restaurants are open. What, whatever you have, I wouldn't allow that to um, take your eye off the humans, right? Like we, we, we need to realize that specifically in the nor- Northern Hemisphere, if people are depressed, they're potentially gonna get more depressed. If they're, you know, having questions about what's gonna happen in the in the new year, they could get a lot of anxiety around that, so.
1: You know, I just had a phone call this morning. As you know, I have friends in 43 countries and I, I get a really good pulse of the world and I had some ter- terrible stories uh, communicated to me that the Western media will never, you know, I uh, think it's worthy on news it's um i won't say which country but there are a lot of spikes of suicide um uh 35 percent um more than some some huge um and it's not young people either it's not like to a certain demographic it's just all across the board um mm-hmm. divorces spiking Um, domestic violence spiking, um, some percentages I heard that I, I can't verify so quickly then share it. Um, I I'm very careful with what I share when I say numbers, but it's, it's, it's so important just like you said, like we, you know, and, 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 and especially with the fact that virtual now there is that separation where it's easier to hide and suppress something. you know it is sad that the stories will be coming in uh, on that level. So I love that you started there because I know that our pre-production meeting for today's episode is more on a technical thing as well uh, as far as uh, uh, task oriented focus versus strategic uh, focuses um, and and being able to to have that mindset to then reimagine things that of old have always happened and been that way and everything in this reset has really been um affected so even though it's tactical uh and there is a practical tool everyone um some practical things that chris is going to talk us through uh but i just love that you start there and it's real um and it's sad and 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 the responsibility uh weighs heavy on anybody who is responsible for someone else's um well not that we're responsible for people's happiness but that weight of making sure that we're responsible to carry each other through and that's Mm -hmm. the beautiful thing and that's the nature and the cadence that we need to be almost overreactive if anything that we Mm -hmm. do in 2020.
0: Yeah I would agree with that um Let let me just say something there. There's another thing to add on to this. That's not very pleasant. And if anybody's paying attention, um, you know, we've had during COVID, there seems to be uh, a very significant effort on um, an effort to uh, find missing children uh, to address both sex and human trafficking and and what is not out in our media uh, here in the US, but I think globally. Because I've seen the numbers of uh, just the last few months and the rescues and the large global network of human trafficking that is being broken open, uh, the arrests that are being made uh, at all different levels, and um, you know, thank God for the uh, the rescue of both children and adults, um, mostly women and children who have been trafficked and. Um, uh, I, I don't know why it's not getting the attention <laughs> that it, it deserves. Uh, it's, an, it's an epidemic itself. And I do think it is related, frankly, Nick, to, uh, you know, so many of these issues are probably more interconnected than we realize. But I would just say back to our, you know, your point about taking care of the humans. You know, we, we are in a moment where our fragility, like we are fragile. As, as humans, we like to believe that we are rough and tough and we can take anything and we put ourselves through a lot, some of us more than others, uh, with travel and, and you know, for some people it's just, you know, workaholism or living in a home and in a relationship that's abusive, whatever it is. I know many people who uh, don't advocate for themselves in, in many different levels, but I do think that what has happened this year is... You, you can't really ignore that the, the amount of pressure and change that we're all dealing with is bringing some people to a breaking point, but it's also cracking open some issues that was kind of in and around us that we could ignore <laughs> for a long time. So uh, to your point, I, I think that suicide actually is one of those things that for a very long time, nobody talked about. Now it's a topic that is talked about. And I do believe that even in the workplace, you as leaders, whoever's listening to us, uh, regardless of the size of your organization, like we we can't ignore that there are people who are on the brink, um, potentially of uh, breaking down and really having maybe ideas that that they've never had before uh, of hopelessness and You know, so, you know, I I don't think that, uh, I'm not saying you should all become therapists. Uh, I would never say that, but but I do think there are practical tools, Nick. I think that there are not just hotlines for people to call, uh, but the internet is an amazing resource that can help you if you believe people are showing signs, um, significant signs of uh, depression and anxiety, specifically for people who are, that's new behavior, If you just start noticing some things at work are not the same as it was before. Now, I realize that because of work from home, uh, it's difficult sometimes on Zoom. (laughs) This is my window. I'm making for you. For us to really know what's happening off camera with people. But I would say to you, if people's behavior feels significantly different than it's been in the past, like if they used to be highly engaged in your meetings, right and your team members like they wanted to add a lot of participate a lot and bring a lot of new ideas and that has stopped or has declined to the to a, a level that you notice <laughs> then it is worth having a conversation right and then of course the other thing that i would say to everybody because because nikki brought it and i don't want to ignore it is oftentimes uh the other way people let us know that there's a real problem without telling you there's a problem is that they either talk more or talk less about themselves or other people right they'll start telling you stories Uh, so if they're not ready to tell their own story and be vulnerable they might actually bring that story up about someone else so if i were you i would i would just put a keen ear out to um, you know, what are people talking about? Hence the reason in some of our other episodes, I've talked about the, the need for you to spend one-on-one time with people. Um, so hopefully that'll help someone.
1: Awesome, awesome. So we're gonna get practical today. Um, yeah. And that, if, if we just said that, that is a lot of value um, of on, a, on, a, on a CEO level, COO level, or if you're the head of a department, it's, it's really understanding the importance that um, no matter what we achieve in life, it's not about where we're going in the end, it's who's still with us. Um, mm-hmm. And so I love that. And uh, can you please give your um, website for anybody who wants some free resources uh, and to learn more about maybe, first of all, before we get into the three practical steps for this yeah. episode um, and start going that way, how can uh, people know more about How are you consulting and what can they get?
0: We have three websites. One is called ariacx.com. The other one is called ariacoach.com. And then we have another one called avvi.me. All of those places, you could just reach out in the contact form. And um, whether we have a service that feels like it could help you or not, just tell us what you need and we'll help you find it. Uh, (laughs) On all those websites, we also have blogs and insights. Uh, We have free materials that you could download. Uh, we, We do a lot of work in, like Nick said, corporate environments. So we've got 23 years of stuff. <laughs> tools, uh, mostly around working with your team, planning, uh, those kind of things. So happy to help. Love
1: it. Love it. Love it. Okay, let's get into it. I, I'm actually feeling like we, we go into so much depth that uh, even I feel like um, it's, it's difficult to process. And just if people, if you're listening, if you're watching, if you can just take one of these nuggets with you, uh, it's gonna make a huge difference. So, Christine, let's set the tone and the kind of overarch here, or arch, overarch here. What's the uh, kind of one, two, three here?
0: Yeah, what I wanted to bring uh, this week, Nick, and we we've been, we've been doing it with your team, but I've been doing it with a lot of teams. My team's been doing it with a lot of people. Uh, because we have technology and we have everybody using it at the moment, we have the ability to engage our employees at all levels across the globe. This is what's so cool. Hashtag thanks Corona, uh, in, in ways that we haven't before. And so, one of the things that I'm urging you to do is potentially involve your employees who maybe before today you did not think of them as able to participate strategically in your business, right? And we've talked before about you know, being a visionary leader, because we all know Nick is that. And then we've talked uh, a little bit over time, but probably not enough about, you know, how a business really has to run for profit, nonprofit, big or small, doesn't matter. Uh, This is going on whether you know it or not. So after today, you will know. Uh, There's always kind of some balance of strategy, right? Someone, I hope, is thinking about beyond today. And hopefully tasked with Reimagining or thinking about the future and listening to your customers, listening to the marketplace, uh, like I said, in advance of the business so that we're not caught and, and reacting, right? So we talked a lot in the beginning of COVID, Nick, if you remember, where it was disrupt- things were disrupted and many businesses were caught off guard because no one saw this coming. Right, none of us did. Uh, but but what happened was because the consumer patterns changed and the rules changed for a lot of businesses, some businesses who didn't have scenario planning or kind of strategic plans that they could go to were caught, they had to react. We all had to react in some way. The businesses who I think are Uh, I'm not talking about like hair salons and here in the US like restaurants, because I I think that's a whole different set of issues because uh, legally they've been bound to to rules that we couldn't have predicted. But a lot of other businesses who are not under those rules and sell product and maybe respond to consumer needs, uh, if they're strategic and they have strategic thinking in their organization um that balance has allowed them to do what in other episodes we called like pivoting for instance right so uh that that's not easy to do well if you don't have a balance of strategic and tactical in the way you and your people think right so if everybody's tactical and everybody is so consumed with the day-to-day like getting the product out the door, whatever it is that you do, and nobody's thinking strategically, the chances are some force of internal, external nature, something's going to happen that's going to go. And then we have problems, right? And if we have too many people trying to be strategic and not enough tactical, then our business often has execution problems. And we're probably not meeting our customer needs. So, so the balance of that is important. So I was hoping we could talk about that. How,
1: how does that feel? <laughs> uh, huge. I would love to learn more. Seriously, I'm 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 learning while you're talking. I I love I love the importance of of knowing what we think we're feeling, but to actually put that into verbiage, that mm. you know shows you 23 years of of putting things that we think we feel into mm. words that then you can actually address and apply. So I'm listening. I don't have any. I, I didn't think I can add any. I'm just, I'm just a student today.
0: You are so funny. That's not true. Um, so, well, uh, so let me tell you something that I think is really interesting. I think you'll find it interesting too. Early in my consulting career, I met some uh, consultants uh, who had a business and their whole business was going into companies and creating what they called the great game of business. They created a board game for the employees of that company so that all employees could be educated on how their business worked. And so they would have these, first they would design the board game with some of the leaders and people in the organization. Uh, It's brilliant, by the way. And then they would run these workshops that were super fun with tables of people playing a board game that was their business. But what they would do is if you imagine like a Monopoly game, right, of your business, they would have the operations people be the sales people in the, they would make them switch the roles and then play the game with each other and then debrief what the learning was. And I have to tell you, it was then that I started to realize, Oh, wow. You know, most business take it for granted, take things for granted, right? Like we hire someone for a job, but most of the time, most organizations, most little businesses, think about this, You don't have time to explain the whole thing to people. You hire them for a job. If they've applied for the job, they think they know what that job is, whether it's the receptionist or a graphic designer or the head of legal. They're, they're, they're coming here and they're gonna be in a role and we hire them for the role and then we hope they do that job. Right. Right? So think about how strategic it is for a business to take time to teach people about the whole business. Huge. It sounds a little silly when we're saying it because you, you think, well, duh, like that probably shouldn't be that big of a deal, but it makes an incredible difference, right? So after that, I'm sharing that with you because I started thinking about Aria way back then. And so as we've grown the business, One of the things that we feel is super important, and in fact, it's a philosophy, so it doesn't match with everybody, but when a company hires us to do their strategic plan, for instance, we don't just go in and facilitate the strategic plan with just the executives. We do working groups with their employees as far down as they'll let us, so that the employees feel like their voice is heard at least a little bit, in the strategic planning process so that later when their visionary leader and their COO or their executive team says, here's our new strategy, we're doing this. Well, everybody gets it, or at least they, they get it, they know it was happening, and they have insight because their voice was, they asked, you know, at some point in time, we asked them some question, right? We asked them to participate. Even if we just asked them to strategically think about their own job, It sounds crazy, but everybody, it's so easy to do, and it doesn't happen very often. So I would say to everyone, one of the things hopefully you take away today is that this gives us an opportunity, this being ZoomLand, uh, or whatever technology you're using, we've got a lot of people who are um, feeling disconnected from the business. So run some little mini strategy workshops with your people on zoom or have them teach each other, right? Like have one department, do a little education an hour a week. It's amazing.
1: I love what you've done with us this week, uh, which is help us and, and, and actually allocate our team members in departments that they're not even associated in. Mm-hmm. um and then the things that we learn because in a way from a visionary point of view it's it's very important to feel like you've been heard for sure and if you feel like yeah no i've got so much experience and this has worked in in previous years this hasn't worked in previous years but there's so much more that the team members know about the the layers and the it's like cracking the code and one letter off, you missed it, um, or you've lost time or you're, you're lapsed. And that's the last thing the team wants is lapse or being told to do something that the team member already knows. Yeah, no, it's, that doesn't work. <laughs> and it's, it's not like it's pushback. It's like, okay, great. Can we come to the table and learn, let me learn what, what you know, let you learn what I know and then consolidate all that together. It's like a Lego piece together. And we've all got different pieces. Um, and it, it's, it was such a great experience for me to be involved in this week. Um, because to me, there were some simple things, but then it's not so simple. But then it's the simplest things that, you know, oh, if I just knew what, I, what, what that person knew about that one experience, oh, well, then that changes the approach. And so um, there's many different approaches, right? You, give, you bring six people to a table. They come from six different angles and all of them bring value. And uh, how you do that, though, to make that space is so important. Chris, I didn't even know if we would have done it without you, honestly, without a coach to come in and say, okay, guys, time out. It's just like me doing the same thing that I've been doing until COVID stopped it, right? And so you forced to stop or, you know, I don't know who I'm going to call, you, you know, you're Jedi or no, what's the green guy called? Yoda. Yoda, Yoda <laughs> Chris comes along and says, mm, I think we need time. <laughs> it's like, guys, stop, just stop. And let's create a space. It's like, no, 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 we're working. We're working. And it's so amazing. Everyone listening and watching, if you don't have a coach, to call timeout, then you need to call a timeout uh, within the authority that you've been given. Because um, if you don't have a coach with the authority to say, hey guys, we we need a timeout and do a simple exercise like this, you know, maybe it's you that you need to lead this within your department. Um, Talk to this, you know, talk to the heads of department in those big companies right now. And I mean, just those little tools about Zoom and how we can break out in the session. You know, you can't be late Because you're just brought back into the main room, whether you like it or not. It's automatic. So no one can be late. I love
0: that. Um, What he's talking about is that I ran a Zoom for his team. We've been doing it every few weeks. And uh, if you have the right version of Zoom, you can do breakout rooms. And so I just like Star Trek Zoomed Nick right into breakout rooms and right back. Yeah, he was totally into it. Um, Look, you just said something important. I want to come back to it and tell people what it is you're talking about that we're doing. And I think all of you, this is super easy. You don't need anything to do this, but your brain and a whole bunch of other people. And all they have to do is bring themselves to the conversation. You don't have to worry about things being right or wrong at the moment. So I would just say to you that a People think it's fun and it is. Uh, And so what Nick is saying is we have embarked upon a series of uh, meetings with his team at LWL and I'm calling it uh, because here's what it is. It's a mapping of their ecosystem. And what I mean by that, so any of you can do this again, you don't need anything special. There's no tools that you have to download. You can just do this. I'm telling you right now. So an ecosystem is like the system in which you and your business live. Sometimes people think that about a geography. So if you're a dry cleaner, for instance, a local small business, part of your ecosystem is that, right? I'm in Dallas, Texas. Here's the neighborhoods where people would naturally bring me their dry cleaning. And then we look at that, whatever, however you wanna define your ecosystem. So if you're a global company, by the way, you might say, well, wait a minute, Chris, the ecosystem is the whole world. And I would say, okay, now I'm out. Let's break your people into groups and let's break down the ecosystem. Who's in it? And then you have to map your stakeholders. Stakeholders are anybody that's involved uh, that has a stake in your success. So if you think about it and you say, okay, wait a minute. If we put us in the middle of this system, like we did with LWL, and I had the groups brainstorm, who who was in the ecosystem? And of course, because LWL is a nonprofit uh, that serves Nick's ministry, they have big churches and small churches. They have uh, prison ministry. So that was a separate little piece of the ecosystem that alone in its own little world. Uh, they have digital, uh, they have international, right? So we broke it up into all the pieces of their business. And then we started looking about like who's in each of those pieces. Right? what groups of people are in there are there vendors are there customers are there potential customers are there donors he's a nonprofit. he has that right so we had to literally break it down so it's just in a series of conversations the small groups break out and i just ask them simple questions like that like brainstorm the people who are there and then they got to where nick was yesterday because he came in and was really great now they're having deeper thinking about that because i just keep peeling back the onion right like Okay, so if you tell me, let's use prison ministry as a great example, something that is all over the world, everybody here knows what a prison is, but you might not know because I learned from his group of employees that, oh my gosh, well, of course, there's big prisons, and there's county, and there's city jails, and they have all different levels of, of, you know, people and places, and of course, that system is a little system of its own. And so I learned, because I asked them, well, who do you guys interface with? Who's your customer? And they said, well, the prisoners. And I'm like, I know, but to get to them and to get Nick to them and get the business to that set of customers, there's other people. There's wardens and there's education directors and there's chaplains. And so everybody, hopefully you can start to see is literally you are just, like I said, peeling back the onion of the system that you and your employees work in. And I want to remind you why Why would you do that? Because what Nick was saying is that lets them share with each other, not just the details of their job. They're used to doing that because they get stuff done with each other every day. I hope. Uh, But, but, broader than that, it helps them re-educate themselves about, wait a minute, why are we actually in business? Who, who are we serving? And are there groups of people involved here that maybe we're not, we're not actually purposefully serving because they're a means to an end? They get us to who we're trying to get to, but we didn't realize we have a relationship with those people too. And so by deepening our relationship with everybody in our ecosystem as well as we can, it actually starts to help your mission or your brand start to, uh, well, one, you're smarter. Um, And you can also start to ask yourself some really important questions like, well, we used to, this was something that came out of one of the sessions, actually, Nick, with your team. And you weren't there that day. Um, And one of the things we were talking about, because I was just like, well, wait a minute. You guys are talking about a lot of things that were happening before COVID. And they're not working anymore. Right. So that became one of the most important parts of the conversation that you came into yesterday, right, is your team reimagining how to create the conditions and the relationship with certain stakeholders, because it was important and we want to keep that. Everybody loved it, but how do we do it now, right? One of the things that was the most poignant to me, I don't know about you, but was them really saying, hey, you know, for some people, the most powerful thing in their life was meeting Nick in person. Uh Uh-oh, we're not doing that anymore. (laughs) So now what? Like, how do we reach all those people new people, old people, whatever, who, well, we can't do that. So how do we get the same inspiration in Zoom? I love it. Yeah. What I love did, it. What did you hear yesterday as a leader that would help the leaders uh, listening if they were to even try this with their people?
1: You know, I think what I, what I learned yesterday, because you know me, I just, I don't hide anything up my sleeve. Uh, even though I can you know hide a lot up there because I have no arms i don 't know if you know that um, but <laughs> but it, what what I love is that you know to be frank and transparent um, with the team and not be afraid to to just share what what 's on your heart as a visionary because I remember i don 't know when it was, but there was a time in my school years uh, i 'm not old. Uh, you 're not old, but just a couple decades ago, right, we were hearing that there's actually more planets in our solar system right i don 't know if you remember that um, now so so we know that the moon right the moon and the sun, obviously the sun is the sun, but the moon that you know that we see in the sky from earth's point of view here it affects one planet affects another. But just because they found another planet out there, it doesn't really change anything except for our knowledge. In, in, the, in the ecosystem, solar system, from a visionary point of view, you gotta tell people when you've discovered another planet or saying, hey, <laughs> like, guys, I know that we're on Earth. All we know is Earth right now, but um, we need to build a space station Right. And from that space station, we're going to go and explore Mars um, and, and be ready. Because actually, guys, th- there's another planet that, as a visionary, I'm telling you, we need to go there mm-hmm. um, without leaving Earth too quickly, without, with, with maintaining what needs to be maintained. So because of what doesn't work, it doesn't mean we're abandoning in everything. We are changing things, we're resetting things and, and all that. But as soon as you see another planet in the solar system of your company, please tell your team. Yeah. And you know, and it doesn't matter how they take it. You know, you, you gotta do that and say, Okay, then we're all on the ground and we're all on on, on the same level playing field and saying, Hey, I I have no idea what it looks like. But I know we're going. Yeah. Yeah. And then it it kind of brings like, hey, uh, I love the fact that the visionary leader knows that there's another planet. Holy moly, I would never have imagined that in my employment here for 10 years with this nonprofit organization, that the visionary would say, there's a planet, a whole new planet. And it's almost as if to say, and it's the only other planet that we've discovered so far in the solar system. It was not like the ninth or the 10th or whatever we got or the eighth. But the fact is there is such a huge pendulum shift of equilibrium and re- a reality of a totally different normal that I, I think what helped me was the space as a leader that even though we were talking strategy, there was this point where, Yes, we could talk about strategy on Earth, but if we don't start talking about at the same time moving on what else we know without letting this be sacrificed, we need to move planet at the same time. It's 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 go time. It's double time. We're we're month six mm-hmm. of change. And and if, if we don't start sending some astronauts up and start putting a space station to go have a lookout which maybe won't make any sense for some people, which maybe this is all seems riddles to you, but for me, uh, for, for a company that's, uh, or an organization, we, we have to be nimble and be okay to, to say, hey, we may have to start exploring another planet to have actually now dual planet solar system mentality.
0: I just figured out the title of this episode and you just said it. You did it. I told you it was going to happen. Uh, look, I actually think that you're right. Like for a team and a business to be agile or nimble or flexible, whatever we decide that you want to, that we need them all. Uh, you actually have to do what we're doing, right? You have to teach your people that it's okay to think both strategically and tactically at the right moments in time, right? And and that, really does mean, I said it earlier, Nick, but you just actually so beautifully illustrated it. Like you're a visionary. You're always thinking about what's next. That's, you know, outside of being inspirational and being a speaker and and being so wonderful at all the things you were put here on earth to do, the other thing you do though as a leader is that you have so many amazing ideas and visionary things a lot of people don't have that, right? And so you have a lot of people around you who are great at operations, right? Taking your ideas and making them concrete and then executing them. We also need those people though, which is what you're witnessing to do what you said, right? Is to sometimes take their head out of the tactics and getting stuff done, which they need to do, but sometimes we have to, we have to turn that other part of their brain on, Otherwise the organization can't be nimble. And this is why I'm saying this this way. If your people don't know how to listen to you when you talk about visionary things, and if you don't have moments in time where you allow strict thinking, right? You bring people out of the day-to-day and say, okay, for this two hours, you're not gonna worry about the day-to-day. We're gonna think about the future we're gonna talk about the new planets in the solar system. We're gonna we're gonna do something other than day-to-day and we're gonna set new context. We're not gonna do anything yet, just like what you were doing yesterday. Like, whoa, 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 like we gotta get ready. So don't freak out, but it's coming. Like that new planet, we can't ignore it, right? And so if you think about what that does for your people as they kind of go, oh, it's like a foreshadowing, right? They start to understand, oh, I understand not going to happen tomorrow, but I can start to understand the direction in which we need to move. And so when it's time to do it, technically they won't be a big surprise. And you know, when we did the change formula episode uh, two or three ago, I can't remember. One of the things we talked about was that, right? Resistance happens when you surprise people, Resistance happens when we don't have a great plan to move them from today's tactical, what they're good at, hopefully. Why would you keep them if they're not? Uh, but however they're doing their job today, if we try to move people away from that quickly, some of your best people won't be able to do it. Because they're in that job as one of your best people because they're good at what they do today. <laughs> right, so this kind of nimble that we need Uh, which helps us um, respond to the marketplace, important, everybody, Uh, only happens if you allow your people a balance of strategic and tactical thinking. And so you've got to create space for that.
1: It's so good. And, and, And one other thing to leaders, I would say in this context, is sometimes it's not okay as well uh it depends who's in the room it depends what we're working on but at the same time it was such an epic moment where um and it wasn't emotional it was it was instinct it was it was natural because we were talking about things that would directly be related to the next planet and the next planet is going to directly correlate a different approach in how we redesign what we can here before we go there, if that makes sense. And so I think that discernment, it's, it's really, one of the things that I think every uh, visionary leader um, also struggles with is the difference between short. Well, okay. Let's just say it this way. Short, midterm, term Like it's really hard for me to say, I know what immediate is, I got that. I got urgent, but the short term compared to the midterm to the long term, especially with COVID, like our long term goals are right like at in our face, mm. you know, like that to me I think is something that leaders are dealing with now. Um, in some aspects, uh, COVID and the climate um fast-tracked um 10-year goals to like working on it now Mm. um and that kind of was displacing but i'm so glad that we had that team environment we had that space where the leader can say and transparently i have no idea what it looks like but this is this is kind of what's going on um and oh, kind of like buckle up. We, we got to actually double down. We actually can't afford not to double down right now. Um, and, but in the right ways. Um, so we, I, I don't know, there's just, it might be sounding like I'm speaking code for someone who has no idea what I'm talking about, but, uh, but it, it's just so good. Like I encourage leaders to actually maybe sit down and re rewrite. Cause I used to write, write a lot of the short term, midterm, term goals in your plan. I think as a visionary leader, concurrently with these awesome healthy meetings with your team help yourself reset now what is you know in the business world it's called exit strategy right um or end goal or end desire for your customer um the next phases with this i think redefining i think we can now i think we couldn't two months ago uh and that being okay as well you know in that short term, immediate to short term giving yourself some time to like let the dust settle and know what we now know you know learn relearn what the new north on the compass is uh and don't get too scared that you don't know the difference between short-term medium long-term and now you don't even know if three quarters of the midterm will ever come back just be transparent with, with, with those teams. And we've, we've touched on that in other episodes, but just don't be too frazzled is what I would, you know, is what I would say to the to leaders and try to do your best to redefine your short-term, mid-term, long-term goals.
0: I think that's really great advice. I also, I, I don't think you're speaking code, but just in case I want to translate a little bit and add some Chris Grimm. Um, and, and what I mean by that is um, Nick, you said something and I, I wanna make sure it's everybody gets it right. In small businesses, when you are a part, you're a doer, right? Like you're doing stuff in the business every day, taking time to plan oftentimes feels like a burden. Like when are you gonna do that? And and so I would encourage you uh, whether you're a one-man band or you have a small business or a nonprofit to make sure like Nick's saying that at this moment in time that you have, you know, here's my long-term plan. There's a lot of uncertainty like Nick was saying. So, but that, that shouldn't keep you from creating short and, and midterm goals and then potentially having scenarios pulled out, right? Like, so if this happens then we're gonna do this. And, you know, really looking at what the realistic potential scenarios are. I think there's a lot of fear-based stuff in the media um, and a lot of, you know, problem thinking at the moment, Um, worst case scenario uh, in some industries and countries and places. And I would say to you to find a quiet moment like Nick and and, Plan things out without letting all that drama come in and really think about, you know, what are the possible scenarios, what what is happening in my ecosystem, you know, what parts of our ecosystem have maybe been hit in a negative way, but what parts are not like there, there are definitely in everybody's ecosystem, I would tell you, you will find members of the ecosystem that are thriving and places that aren't. One of the things came up, I'll tell you as an example, Nick, is with your team, You know, us looking at so much of your fan base is not in the United States. So us having that conversation about, well, wait a minute, then why are we spending a lot of time driving programming in some parts of the the business, if you will, that are US focused? When there's populations in India, the Philippines, we were talking about it yesterday, China, who are uh, waiting for more Nick? Right? Like, how how do we make sure that we reprioritize? How do we shift? How do we serve the populations that need it the most? So I I totally agree with you. I think you know this is great grounding advice for leaders. And um, you know I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I will just say to you that uh, the other thing you said that is important, and I'll say it again. Uh, it's, you got to find a balance in helping your people think about things too, right? Specifically now, by the way, everybody, because the uncertainty for a lot of people is front and center. And so many people have lost their jobs, um, not just in the U.S., but around the world uh, because of the situation that we're in. Uh, they're, they're facing uncertainty because the kids can't go to school in some places still. In other places, they're going to school, but it's different you know, so all of that creates some anxiety. So the more you can be stable or at least be transparent with your people about what is stable and what is still a question mark, uh, it's just healthy. Just really, really healthy.
1: Awesome, Chris. Anything else for our listeners or viewers? That was a lot. It was awesome. It was practical. And it's so valid with, with such timely I'm gonna say points of of a pulse on our team that that are so crucial to take Um, because for a visionary, you know, it's it's we run a million miles an hour in our mind and we can already see ten years ahead and and if we if 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 we don't go overreactive proactive now we will we will be reacting and reactive for a period of time that could actually uh stunt the growth uh Mm -hmm. of an organization and so uh but to but but in in how you do it uh is, is just as important so thank you for helping us to know how to approach to address to bring it Uh, on a practical matter to the team or to the departments that people are in charge of and responsible for. And everyone watching and and listening, we love you. Please make sure that you uh, rate this, share this with someone you have no idea uh, who might be even across the world that you know who needs uh, some encouragement in leadership here and let them know about ARIA Consulting websites as well. Love you all very much. Thank you for joining us this week. Thank you, Chris, so much for this episode.
0: Thanks, Nick. Thanks, everybody.
1: Yeah, love you all. Have a great, great week, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening. Help us reach as many people as possible by giving us a rating, a review, and subscribing to this podcast. Love you so much. And remember, share this with anyone you know who needs to hear this as well. I'll see you next week.